Welcome back to the Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Poland in 1945, Jay, and joined as always is my co-host, Poland in 1772, Z. How are you doing today, Z? I'm alright. That's good. Not as good as, better than Poland was doing in either of those years. What was Poland up to in 1772? Invaded by Russia. Well, I mean, 45 was alright. That was the end of them being invaded, well, they were kind of, then the Soviets, but you should have said 39 then, that's when they were invaded by Germany. I think I I think I did two Russia things on accident. Cause uh, forty five. Well, that's what you meant, but I don't think po- I don't think forty five is when Russia got there either. Oh uh, well. Or with the Soviet Union, they're not the same country technically. I'm not a historian. Oh, except <laughs> shit. Here you are trying to make a historical based opener. You think I'm not going to pick it apart? No, or I'll cut it all out. It's like um, history's fun. Like it's a sympathy fun. for the devil. I know that song's from like whatever 1950 or some bullshit, but. Pop me, I guess. I mean, that's kind of the pop music of its day. They just don't make. Can you imagine Taylor Swift putting out a song where she's referencing like the the like fucking um what are they called the Bolshevik Revolution? Oh yeah, the and like <laughs> World War Two. That'd be wild. Because he's just you know such a bunch of references where I'm like look at historical events through history where the devil was probably there. That's just not. They just don't make them like these two. No, I was thinking about Jake. Like, we didn't start the fire. Yeah, that's all that. I mean, and that was a pop song of its time for sure. Yeah. That's uh, was there a thing that I saw some video where someone analyzed like how much of that stuff like is still relevant? Uh huh. I don't think it's not a lot of it. Well, no, it was that wasn't the point. Well, no, but they well they didn't start the fire. It was always they didn't burning. start the fire exactly. Now it's our problem. We have our own fires. Is the point? Yeah. If we made a new one, it would be all the new things that are relevant to us. Billy Joe's got to come out of retirement. Is he retired? Someone made that. No, who was it? Oh, someone did make it. Just recent, or maybe not that recently. I don't within, know. Within within living memory. Yeah, within living memory for sure. Which is like since the pandemic. That's my new living memory. I looking up who did that. Yeah, I'm trying. We'll see. Fallout Boy. <laughs> Fallout Boy did it. Yeah. Huh. It was just last month, actually. It was huh. Very recent. <laughs> well, would you look at that? I don't know if it was any good. Quite within living memory. I would say so. I really fell off Fallout Boy. Were they ever on? I think so. Okay. 2014? I can't. I 2015? Don't know many songs. Uh, <sighs> I thought I had one. Don't have any. I have like the centuries. C- centuries. See, okay, the problem is I get them all mixed up Um, with like all the other, like, all, like, punk. P- Cage the Elephant, Panic at the Disco S kind of shenaniganry. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. That's mm-hmm. the, the. My Chemical Romance. The 21 Pilots. 21 Pilots is probably. So yeah. Fall Out Boy has the one where it's like, um, the centuries. Is it swinging? What's that song called? We're going down, down in an earlier round. But oh yeah, sugar. We're going down. So I think it's sugar. Go- we're going down. That's them, right? That's that's them. I think. Okay, cool. Tweet us if you know any Fall Out Boy songs. I don't know about this one. Captain Planet, Arab Spring, L.A. Riots, Rodney King. Those are two. Captain Planet is like '90s. Arab Spring is like 2011, right? Yeah. L.A. Riots also '90s. So is Rodney King. Okay. Deep Fakes. That's like really recent, like 2020s almost. Earthquakes. Always earthquakes. Yeah, there's always earthquakes. Oklahoma City bomb. That was like 2000. These are two. It was pre 9/11. Kurt Cobain. What the fuck are they talking about? Well, they're out of touch. They they're doing their like. The, we didn't set the fire. Goes mostly in order. Not not perfectly, but it's like goes kind of decade by decade. Mm-hmm. This is just they're mixing like the 90s and the 2000s and the 2020s and the 2010s. I guess like the aughts. Pokemon, Tiger Woods, MySpace, Monsanto, GMOs. Those are all. That's okay. a lot of. That's, that's a lot a, of wide breath. Harry Potter, Twilight. Those are okay. Michael Jackson dies. 
nuclear accident Fukushima, Japan. I, I'm I'm losing the tune here, but you get it. Crimean yeah. Peninsula, 2014. Right? Fukushima, Japan is like 2013, 2015. Yeah. Somewhere in that. Kim Jong Un, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, 2008. That's 2008. When Kim Jong Un come to power? Cubs go all the way. That was like 17, 16, 17. What is it? What are you doing? Obama, Spielberg, explosion, Lebanon. Wait, Spielberg? Just Spielberg? That's what it says. Trump gets impeached twice. Polar bears got no ice. That's all right. Okay, that's good. Firefest Black Parade. Again, now you're just referencing my chemical romance? <laughs> that was like... All right. We've done enough. Do you think? Uh, mm, yeah, probably Listen for this to that episode. at your own leisure. <laughs> Skip through it if you want. My incorrect dates. I really... Botched. I meant my... I, I meant go listen to Fallout Boys. Oh. We didn't start the fire at your own leisure. You're already here. If you're listening to this, I mean, it's... Yeah. Well, you got nothing else better to do. Clearly. Uh, so this week, we're going to talk about Sunny first, something we never do. It's always sunny. sunny in Philadelphia, Jack. Episode 6 of season 16, the Risky Rats... Uh, what is it? Something it's like amu- a Risky Rats Amusement and... Fun Center? Fun Center. Or something. I'll bring it up. Yeah, bring it up. Bring it up. I'm surprised you already brought it up. Popstar never stop. Never stopping. And it's not, it's under seven seconds, so we can't get copyright sued. <laughs> Risky Rats Pizza and Amusement oh, Center. It's cut off. It's cut off. I think it's Risky Rats Pizza and Amusement Center. We're about to find out, listeners. Yeah, Pizza and Amusement Center. Incredible. So, this one, as the name would suggest, it's basically like. Chuck E. Um, Cheese. Yeah, it's like they're it's like a Chuck E. Cheese stand in and they're all gonna go to Chuck E. Cheese. And why they all wanna go to Chuck E. Cheese well the the gang because they're, they're insane. They're crazy. They're listening to like the theme song on the radio. Just belting it out. Pretty fun. Because risky rats where kids can do whatever. Kids are in charge of risky rats. Yeah. It seems. And they're uh, the parent we learned to find this establishment has been around for uh, decades at decades. Evidently. Almost a hundred years. all the way back when Frank was a child. So yeah, it's gotta be reaching almost a hundred years. Um, which is pretty good for a children's entertainment center to last that long. You would think so. A lot of, a lot of adaptability. Uh, clearly. If there's one thing they do, they seem to adapt to the times. Yeah. Good for Risky Rats. Good for Risky Rats. Uh, and they're ta- and Charlie's talking about how he saw like one of the animatronics like tits or something, mouse yeah, tits. Yeah, he lifted their... He, they, went, they snuck backstage and lifted her shirt up and saw her boobs. And apparently she... And according to him, the animatronic had, had lifelike breasts with like nipples no less. Why would they do that? Well, it's a different rat. time, I guess. It's a rat. I guess it would. It's a mammal. What? No, but the animatronic for the kids' center, you wouldn't have to. You wouldn't have to make them. You got to keep it. I mean, if we're not keeping it real for anyone, uh, but yeah, Dennis is he's very intrigued by this, and so kind of everybody kind of pairs off. In real life, Chuck E. Cheese wasn't founded until '77, so Frank couldn't have gone. He couldn't have gone. Frank, Chuck E. Cheese, maybe terrible place. I don't know. What? They serve beer. I think the only place that sells beer. They sell beer there, though. I know. What? Chuck E. Cheese. Would you? Maybe How'd terrible you start place. That sentence? Chuck E. Cheese maybe terrible place. Baby terrible? Maybe. It could be. You're just ter- saying maybe it's, it's a terrible place. Maybe it's a terrible place. I mean, it's for children. Yeah, and why is it more? Do you think for it's me? bad for children or? Um, you're saying it would be terrible if you went there now. What are you saying? I'm a little bit of both. Column A, column B. I, I wouldn't go because it'd be terrible for me as right. like an adult man. I don't. I think it could, it's like great for children. Maybe I'm. I'm sure I just have the rose colored glasses, like as evidence in this episode. But I remember the pizza there being really good. Do you think it's really good pizza? It wasn't there was like a scandal scandal like a thing around the internet a couple of years ago about how like they'll like meld the pizza together they'll take a leftover pizza oh and they'll they like because it was weird. like a big video people like went to Chuck E. Cheese and they'd like like measure out where the line was supposed to go and it and it wouldn't match up and there'd be like inconsistencies between like halves of pizza and apparently some Chuck E. Cheese employees can't like 
said like, yeah, we like put cheese, like we take two halves and we put them together, we put cheese on them and like fuse them together that way. That's crazy. And That's fr- big if true. <laughs> and Frankenstein and pizza together. But the game's always been fun. There was a scandal or whatever, like you said, where um they, during COVID, they had like, what do they call them? Do they call them ghost kitchens or something? It's when, it's oh, when yeah. these like on like, um, like DoorDash and things. Yeah. Like on DoorDash and things where it'll be a fake restaurant that doesn't really exist. And I remember they had one, I don't remember what it was, but it was like Antonio's Pizza or something. But if you, if you saw an Antonio's Pizza near you, it was actually just a Chuck E. Cheese that was selling their pizza, which I'd be on. I might be okay with, because like I said, I remember that pizza. Schmack-a-rini. I remember it being good, but again, maybe that was just child me. It was. Remember the fun games, the fun animatronics, and you know, obligatory Freddy Fazbear reference somewhere in this. ABC Seven Chicago got to the bottom of this, Jack. Oh, did they? Chuck E. Cheese addressed the con- conspiracy. Well, they just- to support his conjecture, Dawson presented photos of mismatched slices on half and half pies, saying they appeared to be randomly placed and not part of the same original pizza. He even claimed that one of his childhood friends who worked at the restaurant confirmed suspicions. But Chuck E. Cheese having none of it, saying the leftover claims are unequivocally false. Our pizzas are made to order and we prepare our dough fresh in a restaurant, which means that they're not always perfectly uniform in shape, but they are always delicious. I don't think that's true. Uh, that seems easily as likely to me as them. Me- Where yeah. are they getting all these leftovers? Kids don't eat them. But is, that even, is that even really efficient use of anyone's time? No, it probably isn't. To I try to I- shove a bunch of pizzas back together? Also, they'd be like, probably, they wouldn't, they wouldn't like be hot the right way. No, they wouldn't. They'd they reheat wouldn't. weird. The, the, Abs- you're absolutely right. I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah, because they would have to. They have to. I'm not saying the pizza is the best pizza, but I doubt they, they don't do Frankenstein. I doubt together. they do that. I think it's a funny thing to be like, "Ooh, they do this." Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I caught on because it's yeah. funny. Anyways, or obligatory PizzaGate reference. <clears throat> they get here and they then they the sign waivers. The whole the whole idea. Oh yeah, they do have to sign waivers, and they want to. They don't want to because they're too cool for waivers. But you know, begs the question: Why are you at Chuck E. Cheese's to begin with? R- risky rats, but yeah. That's how they think. And basically, the whole episode is, is it's all about how, like, they want it to be uh, the way they remember it, but it's changed. It's moved on without them. Yeah. It's That's moved, basically the theme of it all. The gist. The beginning and end of it. Uh, it was very, the disgruntled employees they interact with is, is always a treat. Mm-hmm. Um, Mac tries to turn his all his old tickets, which I'm surprised they even take those tickets. Because mm-hmm. those kind of places, like, have cards now. You they swap. have cards? I thought that was going to be the joke. Yeah. The joke was that he all the fun toys he wanted, most of which were, like, <laughs> violent and guns. In some way. Yeah, it was pretty good. I like that. The gun thing is fun, and then the comb switchblade. I remember those. That wasn't even that long ago. I've like, never, we had, I you, didn't know Oh, about you don't know about the switchblade combs? No. I feel like this is a lo- local reference. It's targeted. You ever been to Rainbow Roller Rink? Yeah, of course I have. I thought they had switchblade combs at Rainbow Rink. Or maybe at... I never went there very often. Maybe at Lasertron? I don't think I've been. I don't think they have switchblade combs at Lasertron. I've been to Lasertron more than I've maybe been to Maybe Adventure Rainbow. Landing? I don't know, I'm running out of... That's I'd, about all. That's did about you ever go to Adventure Speedway? Yeah, I'd, I'd been there. Never it's went gone there. Now. It, they destroyed. They destroyed the poor thing. They're, I always pass it. You've never been there, huh? No. That's cool. They also had an arcade and they had like bumper cars. Car. It was like bumper car basketball or something. Oh, oh they no, had no, that no, a laser was, tron. No, no, no. That's not what it was. They had a laser tron. No, you're right. No, it, what it was is it was it was like a weird pool thing with like weird little bumper boats. That's what it was. Oh, that's cool. Bumper boats. It was a couple bumper boats. Maybe. But I remember I did it with like my mom, my sister, and my dad the one time, and my dad wouldn't let me squirt my sister. And I was like, well, "What? What are we doing? It's just the three of us out here, and we can't." <laughs> it's just us. I remember one time I went to Lizard with the go kart. I think they just added the go karts or something, mm-hmm. and I got a go kart they hadn't charged all the way, so mine was just slow as hell, and I oh, lost. That's bullshit, huh? And I was like, and then like I got lapped, and I was like, "Guys, what are we doing?" Go karts just whack like that because there's not really much skill involved. It's all about the individual kart. Yeah, if they juice your car up, 
Mm-hmm. You're going to fly all the way. Definitely, uh, definitely remember these cones, though. The what cones? I showed you. It literally oh, the looks cones. Like a, you never saw these, huh? No, I don't think I've ever seen it in my life. Maybe I should get one. I th- See, when I thought switchblade comb, I was thinking something that looks like a comb but is a switchblade. Not something that looks like a switchblade but is a comb. Well, no, because that's what he says. He's like, you, you scare your friends thinking you're about to stab them, but it's just a comb. It's just funny. Kids need more switchblades in their lives, I think. Yeah, probably. Why not? Yeah. Makes and then the candy cigarettes and the... Gu- See, the, the, the Big Lucky Chew is still around. Yeah. That's what he's referencing, right? The gum that looks like you're <laughs> chewing on tobacco. That's definitely still. Who around. doesn't love Big League Chew? You eat a bunch of it and you go, "There's too much sugar in my mouth." Mm-hmm. It's and good you, stuff. You spit it all out. But that's a pretty funny bit. And he eventually just gets nerds, which is all right. Give him some nerds. Nerd. He gets into a fight with a little kid, and they have to go to like a feelings room with a dog guy in a dog costume. And it's just so funny that like generations of it all. I, this is like the recurring bit is that Frank remembers it back in the fifties when it was like real bad, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah. And they remember it from the 80s, and then, you, you know, the modern perspective. So Frank was like, what did he say? They would, like, just beat them? Yeah, they'd, be, they'd paddle them. Paddle, they would paddle them, and then for them it was like a timeout room where you just had to sit in silence for 15 minutes and think about what you know. And now it's like they talk it out and they come to a... Consensus. A good resolution, and Max like, there's not enough shame involved. <laughs> Where's all the shame? I think it's good. I think, the, I think it's played well. Oh, yeah. I like the bit here. And it's obviously the general idea, like the larger thing of like, why are things different from when I was a kid? I mean, you could you could take this to anything, right? Yeah. Whether it's like society and why are kids on their phones now? Or like, why aren't the movies and things I like the way I remember them? Yeah. Why are kids going outside? A thing we talk about a lot. Yeah. I end up on this show. Even, you know, one way or another, we always get to complain about boomers not understanding oh, the passage of time. Things are, things are different now. Maybe that's okay. Or even millennials, they're starting to get that. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, you guys don't know about Maybe. Hey, millennials, I got a message for you. Any and all millennials who happen to be listening to this, maybe Pokemon, not for you anymore. I got to be honest, I kind of agree. There's a certain point in your life. See, you go through like, kind of like, uh, Pokemon, I feel like, follows the same, <laughs> no, follow me in this. Yeah, I'm not. Follows the same trajectory sometimes. As some People who are into Lego. Now, some people. Watch it. Like yourself. Steady on. No, not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. This is, I'm not disparaging. Tread lightly, I'm Jack. not disparaging. I don't like Lego, but I'm not going to, it's not going to be a James Bond situation where it feels like he's wasting his money or something, <laughs> which I'm not saying. Because I mean, I'll, you have said I have said, but I say in jest. They, I mean, they look cool. They're fun to look at. Like, All right, there's okay. a value to them. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what I meant to say is that um, you've described it. Some people like yourself don't have like a drop off in their enjoyment. Like they, they like Lego when they like are younger and they keep liking it through high school into college and all that sure. into their lives. So some people like have a phase where they're like, oh, I'm like five to ten or whatever 12 and i'm into lego and then i'm like oh you do like oh i'm too cool for lego mm-hmm. i'm out of it and you kind of dip out and then when you're in college you're like well wait i was being dumb and being edgy i can like what i like who cares and yeah, you back into yeah, it yeah. it's like pokemon can sometimes follow that same trend for people uh, and then people just don't let it go it's like you got sometimes you can just kind of back off you don't you don't you don't need to talk about the pokemon game they're not great they're not great games anymore they're, they're kind of i guess the question becomes were they ever or were they always just kids' games that you liked more when you were a kid, and now you expect more out of them? Which, again, a thing we talk about a lot. You can like a kid's thing if you know it's a kid's thing. People expect things to age up for them which instead of were. evolving to be appreciated by kids now. Yeah. Kids now? They that happens Pokemon. too often. Oh, where yeah. People are like, well, this thing that was good for ki- that like kids liked when I was a kid should now be for Adults people only. my age. Let's have an R-rated Star Wars movie, huh? Yeah, when instead it's like, no, now it's for kids who are kids now. It happens a lot with Star Wars, too, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm taking. Maybe that's a low blow. Me going after Pokemon as a big Star Wars nerd, but I don't care. Well, you're not. You're not. You don't want the R-rated movies. I don't. So you're not like these people. If we'd like a level. No, not really. 
Although we do criticize Star Wars and sometimes like would like more out of it, but I don't know. I just want to take a pot shot at Pokemon. That's easy. And none of us, neither of us like Pokemon. We're the only ones in this room, so. I kind of, I don't know, I'm on the fence Shut about up. Pokemon. Shut up. Who's going to stop us? That's true. No one. I liked the joke with um, Frank. Frank, I thought was, you said you didn't like Frank and Dee's pairing in this. I thought that was the source of some of the funniest jokes. It's when Frank would talk about how he used to remember it, and then they would also have to walk that back. Right, yeah. But it's funny because, like, they they have, you know, they don't have any self-awareness. Mm. To be like, mm, maybe that applies to us, too. Because Frank would be like, oh, yeah, back in the day when you could grow up the waitresses. And they're like, no, Frank, no, that it wasn't like that in the 80s. Or, like, yeah, when he's calling people arslers and stuff. And they're like, you can't do that, Frank. Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean? That was the joke. And, like, again, they... <sighs> he had his feet on backwards and, a, and his bill was inside his face or something. I, th- I, I thought Frank's stuff was really funny. I thought it was funny because Frank is just saying it. He's just saying the whatever. It's like the the quiet part out loud type of thing. Right? Yeah. D is over here trying to be like, no, it's not. The jokes aren't racist. They're just making fun of. And Frank's like, yeah, because they're other. Because they're yeah, different. Because they're the different ones. Because they're the different. It's, we're making fun of them because they're different. Because they talk funny. Because they're a different <laughs> race, right? Right. And D's like, no, it's it's because of uh, it's like a fi- fish out of water thing. It's, it's like, like satire, right? I don't think I know what satire is. But she doesn't know what satire is. No. So I think it's funny that Frank is just being like, yeah, I liked it back when it was racist and <laughs> ableist and misogynistic, you know? And they're, and then, yeah, D is trying to be like, no, it actually, it wasn't like that. It was like, hmm. I, th- I think that's a funny bit. I like when he was drinking out of the water fountain. with just <laughs> That's the, insane, like, right? The, what was that? That was uh, Rob Beckoni's son who like- Oh, said, was it really? Yeah. That's funny. I, they're like, Frank, what are you doing? He's like, I'm, I'm thirsty. I'm drinking water. <laughs> Do you notice it was broken as well? Yes, it was it had like an out of so order. He had to use the like water bottle dispenser. It was like a little nacho tray. <laughs> Insane. Um, what was it? Mac, uh, Charlie and Dennis. Is, I like it. they they did a good pairing. Usually they're pretty fun when they pair up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they don't do it too. There's good pairings this episode because I've I think w- w- at least one of the episodes this this season I was complaining that they weren't mixing up the pairings enough, which is something I always like. Is when yeah we just have like different people hanging out together instead of always just like everyone's making fun of D or whatever. But yeah, I thought the, the I think the Dennis and Charlie one is a, is a rare, is a more rare pairing. Yeah, they don't usually end up together. No, they don't. And they're not, it's never too like disparate. And they're usually, they're usually on the same page about yeah. something when they team up. Uh, so they get in the back room with all the like, um, disassembled animatronics. And they're like, a lot of these are like stereotypes. And they get to like the monster one. And they're like, hmm. this is another good bit. Another bit. They're like, huh, the monster, I don't know. It's not great. Cause he's standing for a, a black guy, because that's what that's what you know happens. In a lot of media, a lot of like the monster character, the one that's like just like a a furry purple thing. I mean, the guy went at Chuck E. Cheese. Just mm-hmm. think about that. Um, and he played the saxophone and he spoke like kind of a stereotypical voice. And they're like, "Ooh, why was that? Why was that racist? Oh, because it was a white guy. That's why." <laughs> and it should be. And Charlie does like, "Oh, because it should be a monster voice. We need monster representation. representation." Yeah, which is kind of one of like again ties back to sort of the I don't know. I feel like that's almost like a bad faith kind of argument that you get when you're talking about representation in media sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. It's that kind of thing of like, oh, yeah, well, so we should just get rid of them entirely and replace them with monsters. And it's like, maybe not. Yeah. That's, don't don't get rid of people. That's not yeah, the yeah. point. It should be, you know, better representation of them. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was fun. And they just, neither of them really understands it. Yeah, they're like, hmm. Like it's it's confusing. It's, yes, it's very it's very confusing. <laughs> it's the liberal. It's the liberals. They're 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 confusing me. And they find the was it Teen Mouse Dream or whatever. Yeah, whatever she's called. And they're like, oh my god, we can lift it up. And they're like, is this is this weird? Are we? Is this wrong? It's like she's underage, right? Like no, she's a robot. That's you know, it's maybe it's they're fine. ageless. They're ageless. Um, 
It's like, no, no, it's mature. We're just two mature men with robotics. We're so this is, did. this is science. This is science. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a very good delivery. Yes, that was very good. But yeah. And then um, they send... Basically, they all just commiserate together about how it's not like they remember it and it sucks now. And that's when they watch cool. the show where they learn that the indeed the, the name of the place has been changed. <laughs> yeah, to like... Ronnie. robertcheeses.com or something it's like ronnie something yeah like dot com you can't call a place a website <laughs> and then they said like we're gonna make it better we're gonna redo everything we're gonna make it like we remembered because uh, like oh those there's tell how the, all the parents went to the bar because there's a bar oh yeah there's drink a, bar, it. Yeah. Um, a soundproof bar where they all just drink themselves to oblivion so they, so they couldn't hear their screaming children <laughs> for a little bit uh so frank makes a makeshift bar and like it lives on montage them like putting all the robots back together and uh, D chokes out the guy who's dressing up as Ronnie and puts on the costume herself. And you get the show ready, go all the kids have to up on candy. And they're like, it's like, all right, when I pull this lever, the fun's going to begin. And they pull the lever, and there's a smash cut to somebody getting put into an ambulance. People are screaming. The fire department's there. They're like, I just couldn't handle the fun, I think. They couldn't handle that much fun. They're all too sheltered. Yeah, that's the problem. Although what they were doing was very dangerous, and they oh, yeah. injured people. Well, that would require them to take... Any sort of blame. Any modicum of personal responsibility. For their actions. Uh, and then, uh, and they just leave. Yeah. Like, we've probably got out of here. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go. And they can't, they, they can't sue because they sign all the waivers. Um, yeah. yeah. Good episode. I only got two more left. Kinda. I thought this was very good. So did I. I think we're Very good. solid. I, I, this had a very classic, uh, sunny feel to it, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm glad, uh, the first two episodes of the season, rocky, but I think they've pulled together for these last... Absolutely. Stretch your uh, majority of the season. This feels like a, a big winner to me. Oh, for sure. I think this will be good. Down, go down as a, as a classic from this season. I think so? Yeah. I think there's a couple good. A, yeah, I think most of them are pretty good. I do too. Um, got anything else to say? No, I think about it doesn't. All right, cool. So we can probably, I could take out of that into Secret Invasion, probably. Episode three, Betrayal. So this episode... I don't know. Kind of slow, I feel. Not a, not a big fan of this one, personally, either. I was kind of disappointed by it. Yeah, I was like... Uh, I think overall we've enjoyed this show just fine. Especially compared to a lot of people, because this has been a pretty divisive one. But yeah, this one didn't really blow me away. And indeed, none of them have really blown yeah. me away, I guess. We liked the last one, but I don't know, man. This show's like, I don't know, I feel like such high hopes for this show, and I'm just like, eh, what... There is a lot of takes surrounding this show, and again, it's a good example of, like, expectations. Right. Which I think we said before, in terms of, like, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, this should be a, uh, you know, should have been an Avengers movie, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas at the same time, there's, like, the people, who, you know, it, there's always there's always people complaining one way or the other, right? Right. Like, Marvel needs to slow down more and have more personal stories, and Marvel needs bigger and, and more so, event. Yeah. Basically, everything that comes out, someone's going to have the opposite opinion or wish it was something different. And mm. I get that, but I don't know. This really is one where this is just such a big story in the comics. I really do think this would have benefited from being a bigger event. Event, but because there's not really any like build up to it. Like, no, it's just like and there's a scroll invasion, and that's it. There's no like people are being replaced, people are acting weird, like nothing, nothing in the background of anything that would even suggest this is happening. The thing is, like, if you said like, okay. If you look at some of the other stories that we've had recently, and you're like, yeah, why did like why did they make Ant Man such a big you know? Oh, look at this is a big multiversal introducing Kang movie. And the problem is like, yeah, Ant Man probably should be a smaller kind of character, but that doesn't mean that Secret Invasion shouldn't be a bigger story as well. Yeah, they're not really the same. 
Not at all. It's kind of apples to oranges, I guess. Yeah, maybe like it'll tie more in the Marvels, maybe, but because that comes out later this year. But I mean, if they're resolving Secret Invasion in three more episodes, oh, it just feels oh, feels like too much and not a lot. It feels like not a lot is happening, but we're moving very fast. Mm-hmm. So it's like what Nick Fury and Talos are really weird. This whole episode, they're very mad at each other. Yeah, very like very like catty, right? Yeah, like, very much trying to like get each other back and stay on top uh not very good spies either of them even though they're like he's nick fury and Talos is like his guy yeah um they kind of Talos tries to undercut like nick fury's like accomplishments he's like well the only reason you're like the guy is because no one knew that you had us you that you had a like little 20-man team of shapeshifters working for you i was like hmm i don't know does that take away from him at all take away the majesty of the, the lore around Nick Fury, not, not the lore, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm like, on one hand, it's I guess more. I makes him more like grounded that he's like, oh yeah, one man couldn't really be all of that. He he has this. I mean, he had the the means to take advantage of it and use them properly. Yeah, to maneuver because he says that he's like, you're smart, you used it properly, but you could never have gotten this information that you have gotten if not for us. But, it does kind of like recontextualize his whole character through this whole the whole MCU really. Mm-hmm. I think this is the tweet I was referencing. Someone says, like in quotes, like, the MCU needs to stop doing big spectacles and multiverse and Avengers and focus more on street-level thrillers and mature narratives again. Which I think there's some truth to, perhaps. Yeah. And then they say, but then Secret Invasion, Secret Invasion enters a chat. This show would be more exciting if it was an Avengers movie. And I get that that's like kind of a contradiction, but I do also kind of think that, again, it's about the types of stories that you're telling. Like, yeah. yes, if Daredevil, if they made a Daredevil movie, which was like, whoa, he's in space, he's fighting Thanos, you'd be like, yeah, that's dumb. Because it's not really what he is. And in the same vein, I think hyping up Secret Invasion and then not, do, again, the whole point of Secret Invasion is that it was like a big, big comic event. Yeah. Every, like everyone turned to somebody. It was like one of, I don't want to say it's one of the first, but it's definitely towards the beginning of that event era. The event era. And it had everyone, and it's like, who's, I don't know, like the Wasp died, and freaking, I think. Electra was like the first one to realize. Electra was a scroll. Yeah, she was the first one. Electra was a scroll, freaking, but like, Hank Pym was a scroll. There's a bunch, it doesn't matter. But the point is like, it was very directly dealing with the Avengers, and had massive implications for them all. Like, that's set into the Dark Reign era, because Mm. Norman Osborn was like, I'm president now, get fucked. They gotta stop the scrolls, Sentry, you're fine, the void's not real. So, I don't know. Um, but yeah, taking this as it is, I, I totally agree. Like, I, I really didn't like Nick Fury or Talos' characterization this one. It was very strange to me how, like, catty and bickery they were. Yeah, it, it, yeah. They... Setting aside that they're, like, supposed to be professionals. Also, Nick Fury's, like, in his 70s. Like, do people, I mean, not that age guarantees wisdom or anything, but it's not, come on. <laughs> yeah. They're acting like teenagers or something. I thought it was yeah. very weird. They, like, Talos wants Nick Fury to ask for his help. The way they're, t- and it's not even just the necessarily the way they're acting, but like the specific things they're saying and the dialogue and stuff. It's a little, mm-hmm. it's a little fishy compared to last week where I really liked the dialogue and I thought it was the scenes that were just people talking to each other were really well done. This was like most of these scenes were kind of like, what, what, what are they saying? Why are they talking like this? Yeah, why, why, why do they just like have a conversation stopped at the place they're going to be at? Like he stops the car and at some point he's like, oh, why'd you have the car? He's like, because we're here. It's like, why? Um, we learn how he meets his wife, and so I was correct in the thing that I first thought, which was that his wife is just a scroll. Yeah, and he's aware of that. Mm-hmm. So that's cool, I guess. They have a scene where they're like, and this was this was I think one of the better ones. Although he has that 
line that you didn't like. Horrible line. Where he's like, no, I don't like golf. So I'm taking up up revenge. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) Bro, there's nobody around you. I'm talking (laughs) to Captain America. I'm talking to your wife. Weird. Fucking maniac. Um, But yeah, basically she's like, well, I mourned you when you got got Thanos blipped, and now you're back, and you didn't really like reconnect with me. And you dipped out again. So that's interesting. Yeah. Especially with what we see of her later on, that maybe... You know, little little trouble in paradise, as the saying goes. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got Talos is meeting. Talos meets with the general. I was gonna say Talos meets with. Who does yeah, the, he meet with? The members of the council to show him that he's doing super scroll things. You mean Gravik meets with the Gravik? What did I yeah. say? Talos. Yeah, Gravik, Gravik meets, meets with the council. And he's like, we're doing super scrolls, which we kind of knew, and it seems like he's one of the first super scrolls. And then um, Talos and Gravik meet at a museum, and we get that scene from the trailer where. Oh, we're all graphic, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a cool scene. Um, you know, it's always cool that idea of like, it's like a, you know, it's obviously like a super part take on that, which I feel like is kind of a tropey thing from like a espionage thing, right? Of like, actually, everyone around us is all—they've been on my side the whole time. Yeah, just surrounded on all sides by enemies, Talos, which is cool. But it's just like that twist of like, look, at—we can also all shapeshift. I always yeah. like that bit. That's cool. Maybe it would have been cool if it was in the trailer. I was gonna say, yeah, a lot of people have been saying that too. Of like, it probably would have been cooler if not the whole time we're like okay this is the part where they all turn into him turn into him but that's cool um he's all like i'm gonna get you gravik i'm gonna tell everyone that it's you guys and then they'll just go get you and gravik's like yeah but then you'll get all of us they'll just turn on all scrolls and, and try to round us all up um and talus thinks that they'll be able to prove that they're different from them and that they're distinct i i think gravik's kind of right i think they'll just that. get rid of all of you i think that would go badly for the majority of scrolls where yeah. they would all be like, we're going to get you all. Yeah, fine, get rid of them. Only like scrolls like and Nick Fury scroll. said, like, not a lot of tolerance going around between no. humans most of the time. So Gravik kind of does his, like, very 14-year-old, this is very deep speeches about, like, see, look, all these generals, and they're not fighting the wars. It's the, it's the men who, the foot soldiers who do. And Well, no, what he said was, like, it's like politicians and generals. Oh, yeah. And he's like, the politicians don't get it, but the generals do. And I'm like, the generals also aren't fighting. And yeah, he has this whole thing where it's like, I want to spill blood. Write our, write our history in blood. Shut up, Gravik. You moron. They're just like, all they know is murder. It's like, yeah. So That's why you. I'm going to murder so many of them. You're an asshole. I guess, you know. He's the villain. Yeah, it's not, not necessarily uncommon for villains to be hypocritical. somewhat hypocritical, is it? Yeah, it's kind of the whole idea. I wonder what, let's watch this scene, Carol, because I want to see. Watch this scene where the Gravik walks out of the museum and tells he's given a burner phone. I'm trying to see if we can track. Is she? So there's Isn't that, that him? That's him. I think they just swap. I think that's supposed to, I think. But then who's that? I think there's somebody she got going. So for a minute there, there was two of them? Yes. Okay. I think. Okay. So what we're referring to uh, is a little, a little, and also the scene where he eats like a quarter of a tomato. <laughs> Wild. I still can't get over that. He fits so much of it in his mouth at once. Just cut a smaller bit of the tomato. Um, but yeah, at the end of the episode here, well, the whole thing with um, Gaia is that she's, Gravik knows she's the, she's the spy, and that is feeding her father Talos information, or at least suspects. Suspects, and he's like mm, probably, and kind of sets up a situation where he will confirm it. He may, which is real at the end that he wanted to get this target. He wants to have a sub shoot um, an UN plane coming from DC to start World War Three or something. Yeah. Um, and so they, that's what Nick and Talos are going to stop. They're going to find this guy, this Commodore, who's living in England, who's... So they've replaced. With a scroll. And, yeah, they, they get to him, do some... 
So we have a little chat about how the scrolls kind of helped him get where he was. Nick Ferris and Tech Two kindly did that. They had that argument we talked about, just weirdly, weirdly catty as they're driving. Yeah. They do some kind of like really bad espionage where they like are instantly made and they have to kill all these people. Yeah, I still can't really get it because Gravik, or, uh, Talos walks up in disguise as the Commodore, which works pretty well. Mm-hmm. But then one of the guards opens the door and he just immediately shifts to himself. And it's like, why would you do that though? You could just keep, continue to pretend to be him. Maybe that guy had just And he's seen like, him. I'm made. Why would you? You didn't have to be, I don't think. Maybe he assumed that that guy had just seen the Commodore somewhere else. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that is what he said. He says, sir, I just left you. And then that's, I don't know. I still feel like maybe you could have talked your way, talked out, your way out of that one if you tried a little harder. Yeah, and he, but he gets him, a, or at least like take him out without letting him scream out. And you didn't have to turn into, you could have continued to just be Commodore guy. Yeah, Whatever. They get in there. Nick Fury pulls a whole thing um, where he takes a child captive hostage because I guess he just plays like that. No, he's Nick Fury. He does play. I guess he doesn't, he doesn't mess around. He doesn't mess around. Because um, he, over the radio, Talos is like, I got I beat him. I beat him up, Nick. Come get me. Which is like a code to Nick Fury that it's not really him because he says no one calls him Nick, which I take and take umber to with Jack. Right. In the other movies and stuff, like people call him Nick. That's what like Maria Hill calls him sometimes, and Tony Stark sometimes. <laughs> so to be to make this like a plot point of like nobody calls me Nick, I think really it could have easily just been like you don't call me Nick. <laughs> yeah, like oh, Tales doesn't call me. Tales doesn't call me that, which would be fine for the scene. But I think maybe what they're gonna do with this is tie it into last week when Rhodey also calls him Nick as as further evidence that Rhodey isn't Who is a scroll. Because I think I think that's. We gotta be moving towards that, right? Again, well, he's I mean, the only one. He's I, the only character of any significance that anyone would give a shit about yeah. if he was a scroll. At the end of the episode, I think it probably confirms. And it sounds him. like it's him, right? Yeah, it sounds just like Don Cheadle. So, uh, again, weird thing, especially because after last week, people were like, "Is Nick Fury not? Is that is that the thing?" People were like, "He called him. He called him Nick. Is Rhodey fake because of that?" And p- other people were like, "Well, that's not necessarily good evidence because of again." Other people calling him other that. reasons, but apparently that is going to be evidence. I yeah, think for this at least. What do you think about? I thought this was interesting that the guy cared about the kid at all. Yeah, I wouldn't think that he would have. I thought I would have. I wouldn't expect that, but I guess it's a nice. It's interesting. Yeah, for him to have. The, I mean, unless connection. it is a scroll, but we never get any suggestion that the kid is a scroll as well, right? No, because he's like going to kill my dad. Like he doesn't yeah, know. It seems like it. So. That's interesting, especially because their plot is not even just to kill like whoever. It's to kill everyone. They want to kill all humans and take over the planet. So that means like teenage boys would get it too. Yeah, well, they're part of that. Probably <laughs> they're more. part of they're part of all of humanity. <laughs> it turns out. So I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. We don't. It doesn't really get much play otherwise. But it's it's a neat trait for that scroll to have that he's not actually so heartless. I guess. Yeah, he, that he's one of them killing. Scanning kid. those memories, he like came around. That is a thing in. The comics game. that like they start to become, they start to have a like hard time distinguishing it. Like, um, what's her face? Tessa Thompson's character when she becomes a replica. Yeah, they yeah exactly. They get like a um, I think because some of them are sleeper agents. Like some of the scrolls in Secret Invasion don't know that they're oh, scrolls really? until yeah yeah, yeah. so until they're activated. Mm-hmm. Huh. So like I think Electra was like that. I don't think Electra knew hmm. at the moment until they killed her and they were like oh. Oh, shit, you're green. Scroll. Yeah, you're green. Daredevil, you, you know about this? <laughs> so, um, they got to call in a... They got to turn off the, the missile, and he won't give it to them. So, they, so they shoot him in the chest. Tell shoots him because he brings up Gaia. 
And then he just calls Gaia, and then she goes in, and she gets the actual Commodore guy from where they have him all captured up in in their base. And she gets the code, which is just the sun's name, which I feel like is a very, very bad code. For a nuclear launch of a submarine. Very rudimentary espionage would have done that. They probably could have guessed it. I mean, of like the two words that this guy said to them. (laughs) Yeah. Or, ah. Because like, anyone be able to guess that. Like, what would be important to... I feel like it's probably... If you're spies and spying on a guy... And who, and that's whoever I mean, right? Any kind of... Just for security purposes in general. I feel like if there was any any bad actor out there who wanted to get these this guy's code, you'd be like, well, what's important to this man? Well, we know his son's name because it's probably relatively... Easy to find. Easy to discover. Guess it's just his son's first name. It's for, no, like, changing Nothing. the letters or... Yeah, no. I, I thought those would be mostly random. I don't think it's a code word you get to pick... Yeah. As being something mm. really easy for you. It's more like, here's this random ass code that you also have to memorize, memorize yourself. But whatever. They get it. They, they they abort it, of course. But it turns out it was all... It was actually more of a plot to... Reveal Gaia. To to um, hunt out the mole. So so Gaia tries to escape because as soon as she like gets to the compound, she's She's got to beat those guys up mm. to get in there. So she's, she's made. made. She tries to escape, but Gravit cuts her off and catches her. And he's like, come on, man. Yeah, I got you. I knew it was you. Yeah, the, the mission would have been fun if it worked, but finding the traitor is way more important because then no one will stop Which us. Which in respects makes sense because while we were watching this, I was like, what, what are they trying? Who's on there? And you were like, I don't know, nebulous UN people. Yeah. And it turns out it really wasn't important who it was at all. Because mm, they, they probably didn't expect that mission to succeed. I guess, like he says, I guess if it had worked, it would have been just as good for them. But yeah, that, apparently it was more so about trying to find her. She does, and then he shoots her, and she's maybe dead. Maybe dead forever. Amelia Clark's gone. I don't think so. I doubt it. Because she's Amelia Clark. They're not going to... I mean, it's like a one shot, but it's to the chest, which probably should kill you, but it's a movie, so... It's a scroll thing. So, you know, people survive, like, grievous shoulder and torso wounds all the time. Yeah, they're like, oh, my shoulder didn't just shatter, and I can't use my arm ever again. Ever again. (laughs) I'm I'm fine. People get shot in the shoulder so much in movies, and it's always like, ah, yes, this is a non-lethal blow. From which I will recover readily. Yeah. Recover or you can be like, what's his name? Slake? What's the fuck's he called? Skake? What's he called in fucking extraction? Oh. Tyler Skake? Whatever he's called. I don't remember, yeah. Is it Slake? Is it my, I don't remember his last name. <laughs> that guy got shot in the throat and fell off a bridge and he was fine, so. He was just chilling. They brought him back for a second movie, so. Yeah, watch that movie, see how it gets back. Whatever. Um, And then the, the last thing is Nick Fury's wife is like, Gotta go to get my involved safe deposit somehow. box. Yeah, she goes to get a safe deposit box, which is again a classic kind of bit, right? Very uh, spy, Bourne esque. Except there's not. I thought there'd be more like Jason Bourne because in Bourne, when he goes there, he's got like multiple passports and money and stuff. Hmm. It's just a handgun, which keep it in your useful, house. Useful, but that's maybe the le- the easiest thing to acquire, especially as a spy. I mean, I know it's Europe, so handguns are harder to get, but I think they're still easier to get than like. Well done, forged documents and yeah, I cash money and stuff. I don't know if the wife of Nick Fury would also have a weapon in her house. Cause she, wouldn't she be a, a target? But again, what's he like? She's just gonna get into a gunfight. Is that more important to her? I guess. I, don't I know. think I just that was kind of like. But she kind of <laughs> puts it back in the box. It's, it was cool, and then it was just like, oh, there's nothing. Yeah, I don't even know if she brought it. Did yeah, she? I she just what? went into that safety deposit box, took nothing out, and went. All right, put it back. He's like, you want to look at it? What is this? Because that phone wasn't even in there. No, it was just her phone. Just her like flip phone. She doesn't have an Apple product, which, from what 
I know from that one Ryan Johnson review means that she might be a bad guy, or at least oh. for the moment. I mean, it kind of seems that way. Yeah, she's got a she's got one of those Samsung flip phones. So now she's on board with uh, some scroll person, and she seems to be getting involved. But and it's maybe Rody. Probably definitely Rody. So I don't know. Maybe Nick Fury's wife is evil. I said, well, I said for, for a couple instances in this because I was like, even from last episode, we know that Nick Fury's wife is a scroll. But what if she's a scroll who's been replaced by a different scroll? And you said that's too complicated. I thought that was for for Gaia. Well, then that's what you said. Well, I said that, and then later on, when Gaia seemingly dies, you said, well, what if she's a scroll who's been replaced by another scroll? And I said, you said that was too complicated. And I said, it is. It still is too complicated, but They because, might do it anyways. <laughs> because it's Amelia Clark, you gotta get it for all six. I'd be surprised, yeah, if she was just dead. She And, you know, you can always tell, because she dies pretty unceremoniously. Yeah, she doesn't have a big moment. But then again, I guess Maria Hill died pretty unceremoniously. But she also might still be back later. <laughs> she got a big pullout. Yeah, well, she might be back. She might also still Give be her back. rope. They might make her super, put the, um, the Iron Man 3 thing in her. Extremist. Extremist. They might make her a super scroll. <laughs> be wild. Maria Hill's just a super scroll. Superhuman? Mutant, I guess? Well, yeah. That's just it. Yeah, we don't see her. Um, we also don't see her turn from... You don't see, like, do the scroll transition when they die. But it just cuts to her being already in scroll form. Mm-hmm. So, probably not. Sucks for that other scroll lady, you know, to pretend to be Gaia. And if that is if that is the if case. If that is the case. It's so confused. It'd be rough being a scroll. Mm-hmm. God, too much. I said that, like, when um she throws that other guy under the bus in the beginning, and she's like, I guess kill that guy. He's probably the one who betrayed you. Maybe he didn't fall through on it anyways, because he kind of he kind of uh, knew. But I thought that was kind of like a cold thing to do. I mean, I guess he's one of the scroll terrorists, so how bad can you feel? You don't have to feel too bad for the scroll terrorist guy mm-hmm. being a scroll terrorist that one of his other scroll terrorist buddies killed him. But and also, it's like greater good kind of thing. Yeah, you got to save the world or whatever. Yeah, the the world hangs in the balance here. So yeah, uh, so f- half of the season, only six doesn't feel like enough. I might I'm gonna be honest. Something. I mean, we, like we said, this is a very big event that. Has the same has less episodes than Miss Marvel, so mm-hmm. feels like maybe could have done less Miss Marvel and maybe a little more Secret Invasion or more of both. Um, I guess the, how how Miss Marvel had like nine episodes, right? I thought it was eight, eight or nine. Well, still two more than this. They weren't quite as long. I don't think. I think they were just. I feel like they were similar. That's true. They're not as like uniform length because they're on streaming. Mm-hmm. Well, there it is. Yeah. How much else? No, I'm not super hopeful how this thing. I don't think it's gonna wrap up great. I think it's gonna be fine, but not. I think as, it'll be fine, but not as good. I don't think it'll necessarily wrap up poorly. Well, we hope. No one means for these things to wrap up poorly, I guess. But yeah, I'm probably done. All right. I, I can take on a secret vision. We're probably gonna wrap it up right about here. Uh, so we got a very short episode this week. We don't have a lot to talk about. Just gonna happen, and you know, we do a lot of two and a half, three hour episodes. So it's alright every so often we take a little. Nice, clean, easy 45. Um, we got a couple. We got, you know. Close before in, we know it, we're going to have movies again. So Yeah. I mean, we'll, next week. We're going to have, yeah. Barbie Heimer's coming up Barbie fast. Barbie Heimer's coming up fast. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll have, Barbie Heimer will be great. A good time for all. Um, so, anyway, thanks so much for listening. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Akatech Jazz. It's Akatech J-A-Z. On Gmail at Akatech Jazz at gmail.com. And on Instagram at The Akatech Podcast. Uh, logo was done by friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram or on Redbubble. Uh, our logo, is say intro or logo? Intro was done by uh, Surrey Salt. You can find him on SoundCloud and Spotify with his various musical projects with more to come. 
And as always, he wrote it. We produced it. We built all the sets. Say good to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night, and Godspeed.